Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 324. This is Russ, and Jim is with me tonight. Hello, it is me, Jim, and that is Russ, and that's all you got. <laughs> this may be a two-man show tonight. Uh, okay, we might have Dr. Current uh, appearing later in a, in a cameo. Yes. But <laughs> he's realigning a satellite dish as we speak. Um, right, but due to intervening circumstances beyond our control involving very uh, several parallel universes, uh, some aluminum foil, and uh, a lack of Girl Scout cookies, only Russ and I are here. So. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron is on assignment. Yes, Aaron is on assignment, right? <laughs> so, and what a day, and what an auspicious day for it to only be two of us. Because we have two episodes. To <laughs> yes, one for each of us. Yeah, um, so we can, uh, you know, we can break it up. So. Yeah, so we'll be talking about. Um, so on the first episode of Squid Game, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, guy. Yes. I'm sorry. I don't uh, know if you've been watching that, but that I have. Was, I, really, I have. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, it it's more dramatic than I thought it would be. I did agreed. So I now this week we have a skin game. Ah, see what I did there. Uh huh. Yes. With uh, with uh, um, uh, Negan and Maggie. So yes. Promises broken is the name of the episode, right? It is. Yes. Then we have the World Beyond episode. Uh, it's back. Oh, I know all you World Beyond fans out there. You asked for it. You demanded it. Now it is here. Yes. So we'll be covering both today. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll be on double duty for the next, I guess, 10 weeks. <laughs> yeah, duty. Duty. Um, the next 10 weeks, because I'm pretty sure that World Beyond is going to just be 10 straight episodes. I don't, they, 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 they don't split World Beyond. So, um, so th- next week will be the last week for, well, actually, as we record this, it'll be tomorrow. Um, the part one of three finale of the final season of the main show. And then the following week we'll get we'll get fear, and then episode three of of World Beyond. So for like I said, for for the next ten weeks we'll be we'll be doing double duty. And oh, I think I think the only news we got is what the uh, part two of the main show comes back February twentieth. I think. Yeah, so I'll be the second third. Yes. Of the final season. Yeah, Feb- that is a Sunday. So I think yeah, February twentieth. And then, obviously, if you have AMC Plus, it'll be February 13th. Because so. you're even better. You can enjoy your Valentine's Day. Yeah. With The Walking Dead. What yeah. better way? Um, what better way than to cover yourself in guts and yes. spend it with the one you love? So, yeah. So, then I imagine probably after those eight weeks, then we'll probably get the second... The, the second half of Fear is my assumption. Now, the announcement of that date was with a, t- uh, t- like a teaser trailer, too, right? I th- That's where they kind of showed Daryl and yes. Wealth. Yes. Right. Okay. Um. Yes. So. 
So that is where we sit with the scheduling portion of the show. So let's get right into yes. it. Um, we've got a lot awesome. to cover. Yep. So we will we will get to it. Um, so again, like we said, Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 7, Promises Broken. Um, and uh, this episode – so I was a little confused with this. So the group is on the run at the beginning of the episode, and they mentioned Daryl giving them a heads up. And oh, that was the last episode when they uh, he moved the uh, cord, so he knew they'd be coming. Right? Yeah, I remember so that. They could get out of there. Yeah. Okay, for me, it's almost sounded like, um, like they verbally spoke to him. So I was a little, like, I was a little confused. Well, that's what I thought he meant was that sign that they gave them. That yeah, got them out just in time. Yeah, that's where. So at first, I thought, okay, is this a flat? Like, are we going to see a flashback? You know where. <laughs> Daryl had some because it, the, the because obviously if they're just moving cords that message is very subtle the they the when they started talking about it they seemed to be mentioning something very specific about you know how they had to, to get out of there so um, anyway I was I was a little confused by that but um, but I'm glad I a I didn't miss anything or or b it wasn't a weird uh, time time uh, flopping thing so um. But but Negan starts to question if they should continue. If like you know, hey, given all of that, shouldn't we just like go back home? Like call it a, a day, you know? For I forget what he, he made a, like a quippy comment about, um, you know, like there being four sandwiches or something at the at the like like maybe there's not as much stuff there as as we've been told that there is, um, at the uh, at the outpost that they're they're looking to go to, um. And so he he says like, hey, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go along with this, I want some assurances. And he's like, I want to know that that me and you and he, he he's speaking to Maggie when he says this, but I want I want to know that me and you are good, like that we're done, like I don't want to be looking over my shoulder anymore after this. That we're right. we're we're even. And, and then she, she says, you you take a promise from me, really? Which is kind of weird because, you know, you think Negan would be the one that would be less trustworthy of the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. But they but shake on they it. they shake on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this was. It, the, the, yeah. This was the, the Maggie. I, I, I found the Maggie and um, and Negan stuff most interesting in uh, of all the stuff that we, we saw th- th- this episode um, was definitely the most well, interesting. Yeah, probably my favorite scene in the whole episode, or one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode, was when they're talking. It's coming up. It's yeah, yeah. to talk about, I guess. But yeah. go ahead. Um, so as all this is going on, there's a walker that stumbles up, and it's somebody they know. It it turns out it's um Elijah's, Elijah's sister's best friend. Yes, <laughs> whose whose testicles expanded when they had the vaccine. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. That's a different sister's. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm confused. You, but yes. yeah, it was Elijah's sister's best friend. Um. <laughs> yes, but um. So she, uh, Maggie, wants revenge, and she has an idea. Dun dun dun. Um. So then we cut back to the Commonwealth, and Eugene and Stephanie are clearing buildings. So obviously, this is their penance, right? They they got busted for sneaking into the radio room. Hornsby is kind of. Uh, kind of trying to help them out and put them on basically Walker duty. So they're, they're having to, you know, the, the, the Commonwealth, 
you know, they mentioned when they first got there that it, it continues to expand. Like for at first it was just a, a few buildings and it was a couple blocks and, and it just over time it's, it's expanding more and more. So, uh, part of that expansion is, you know, they find, uh, you know, whatever the next street or the next set of buildings and they send a crew in there to clean it out. So that's kind of what their, what their sentence, uh, is for, for doing what they did. Um, and we find out at this point that they've been doing this for a couple days. Like they've been out there for several days doing this. Um, and Ezekiel's having a bit of a rough time. Like obviously his, um, his cancer is, is starting to, uh, to, to really affect him. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's not able to kind of, to kind of keep it together. Um, well, he's trying to tough it out. And yes. Princess, Princess is like, no, no. Yeah. Go, go get help. You need help. Go get help. Yeah. So. But I mean, he's he's always been that way, trying to put everything on his shoulders, even yes. back before he was sick and stuff. Yeah. So. And again, Princess, like I, like I really like her character, and mm-hmm. and her kind of really standing up to Ezekiel, um, and she even mentions again her claustrophobia, right? Like she's just like, look, I can't, I, I, you know, I didn't mean to blow up at you in there, but I can't, like it's too, it's too closed in, and I, I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, but yeah, her interaction with Ezekiel. Um, this week was was really great, um, and then as they're as they're out there uh, dealing with all this, um, what I call two rich assholes walk by. <laughs> um, oh, you mean our new our, our young Joffrey? Yeah, yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah, I, th- that was the other uh, bit I I saw is entitled in t- two entitled uh, a holes walk by, um, and. Uh, so they're they're trying to get Ezekiel some help, and Ezekiel's like, you know, no, like, look, the, like, I don't want to put that on you, and 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 Princess is like, look, what, you know, whatever, even if it's a couple more days, like, it's fine, like, it's not that big of a deal. If it if it gets you the help, they've got doc, you know, she's like, they got doctors and hospitals and shit here, like, it was, like, <laughs> um, so it's it's like they could help you. Don't don't be don't be you. Like, take take the help. Um. And from Princess's perspective, you know, again, she makes the point of like she's never really had friends, and so she doesn't want to take, you know, one of the few people that she's come to adopt as a friend and and lose him because he's being stubborn. So, right. Um, we find out Yuki, Yumiko is living the high life. Um, she's dressed to the nines. She's kind of going over her new assignment, um, but she is also worried about the rest of them. Like she does ask about, you know, um, Eugene and, and Ezekiel and princess and, um, and is kind of trying to leverage her position, her stature to, to see them. Um, and she even mentions to that, to that guy that she's interviewing with or speaking to that. She's not looking to be in this for the long haul. Like, like, Hey, I'm, this isn't a permanent thing for me. Um, and he's like, well, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> like, once you see how good it is here, you may change your mind. Um, and then we cut over to Daryl who, um, I, I, at first I thought that he, the, he was smoking a joint, but I, I, I think I made this mistake before in another episode before, um, last season, but I, th- I think yeah. he's just, uh, He's he's rolling his own, as it were. Yeah, um, he's probably got some bugler going on, you know, some top. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you get a, you know, there aren't a ready-made sitting around, you know, to be right. to be found all the time. So, and imagine and the ones think, that were probably left over are probably real stale by now. I was gonna say, ten years on, I'm I'm sure, yeah, whatever whatever's ready-made is probably not in the greatest shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so it's just kind of like this quick little interlude where in he offers a cigarette to one of one of the other guys that's outside the camp. Um, again, he's just trying to kind of get the lay of the land and figure out what what what's going on and and try and um, make friends as much as he can. Right. Um, we cut back Darryl to Daryl undercover. Yes, Daryl undercover. Uh, we cut back to Maggie and her crew, and they've got a couple few walkers tied up um, to some trees, uh, and they're burying um, Elijah's brothers, uh, Elijah's sister's, sister's friend. best friend. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're burying her, and uh, this is where they decide to become, like, this is where Maggie's like, hey, I need you to find four more. We're not going to take any of them from, if we, basically, if they were from our group or we know them, we're not going to use them, but I need I need four more. And Negan is like, yeah. we only need three. And he's like, I still have my mask. And it was funny because he was, <laughs> for, he's, and he becomes like the whisper trainer, too. Right? Yes. He ran with that. He's like, no, 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 you do it like this. Yeah, it's like, it's not, you just don't put on the mask and do this. You have to do it a certain way or it's not going to work, right? So. Well, and it's funny because he says, yeah, I kept it for sentimental reasons. And I was like, yeah, Ew. you did. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. Um and she's like, uh, she's like, well, this is, the, you know, this is never going to work or whatever. And he's like, not with that attitude. It's not. It, this is really funny. Just kind of seeing this chipper, yeah. <clears throat> like chipper, smiley Negan, like, um, it's, it's funny after the episode was over, I was watching the, you know, the kind of behind the scenes thing they do with all these shows now. And Angela Kang was, was mentioning how, you know, in his previous life, Negan was a, was a coach. He was a teacher. And so she really just kind of goes on about how like in this episode in particular, this is like Negan kind of going back to his teacher roots and you could, you could definitely uh, see that there. Dr. Yeah. Kern, are you there? Yes. Whoa! Hey, you came in from the time stream. I know there. Bigger and better, huh? Oh, God, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Doctor Kern got his uh, an upgrade. Speaking of upgrade, <clears throat> Dog has gotten an upgrade. Do you see that sweet tactical vest that Dog was sporting? Yeah, looking sharp. Yeah. Um. Pope is. <clears throat> we see Pope is getting unhinged. Um, no, not he, Pope. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. He's always so level-headed, level-headed, and, and and calm. But he's getting really frustrated that they can't find Maggie's group. He's like, they've got to be out there. I don't understand why can't you find them? And then Leah steps in and stands up to him because it, it was he was getting it was getting pretty contentious uh, with with Pope, and so she pretty much just kind of took the brunt for the team and and stepped in there. Um, to uh to kind of take to kind of calm him down a little bit, and then when her and Daryl go out for the for their patrol, when he when he sends everybody out, Daryl starts asking her more in like he starts probing her about that. He's like, "Oh man, you know the 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 guys are really gonna you know appreciate you and respect you for what you did for him, you know, standing up to Pope." And at first, when the two of them were talking, it wasn't clear to me whether they were. I thought at first they were insinuating that her and Pope were having some kind of relationship in the beginning, but what they were really, he's, he's like, well, she's like, well, we had to do what we had to do. And what they were really talking about was 
the the settlement. Like they came upon the settlement and they had to clear everybody out. And so she was she was not she was trying to be coy about what they did to clear the settlement. Um, which which to me again is starting. You can start to see the cracks in her armor, right? Because she didn't outright just say, "Yeah, we just came in and just cleared them out and you know slaughtered them all and sent you know and whatever." She she was you know she she you could tell she doesn't want to rehash the details of of what they had to do and you could tell Daryl's working her too like Daryl's oh, for sure. you know totally working her to um uh, to to start to kind of sow a little bit of either distrust or um the fact that maybe she's what she's doing is not the right thing to do so um again Daryl Daryl's kind of being being a sneaky undercover mm mm-hmm. mhm like I said before, Daryl undercover. Yes. Uh, so we cut back to Maggie and her crew, uh, and now it's Maggie the Whisperer. And that mask looked, it was funny because it looked ridiculous. It was like it didn't fit her right. The eye holes were, you know, <laughs> sagging and out of place. Um, and it's, I think, again, Negan is like super chipper while uh, uh, while, while this is all going on. Um, He's loving it, man. He's looking, uh, I mean, now. Uh, have we had the as uh, did the scene happen already where I she asked him like whether he would do what he said he would or do what he would do you know if he had a chance to do it over again? No, no, no that's no, that's that's not. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, that that that's still a bit away. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so she's she's like, yeah, this isn't gonna work, you know, because she they're they're like trying it out, like they've got these walkers penned up, and then she's going in there, and he's like, no, you need to like sag your shoulders a little bit and you need to do this and she's like oh this isn't working and um and then they end up getting her out of there and he's like he just again kind of reassures her he's like you know hey don't worry about it he's like here give me the give me your mask i'll i'll fix it up um and and make it right uh, and, and you can tell like she, every time she catches her she loses it you know she kind of forgets that he's the you know her why she hates him so much it it on her face you can tell that it she connects back with that and she resists yep then we cut to Gabriel who's out scouting and he gets to the location they're trying to get to and scouts out everything and sees that the stuff that they're expecting to be there the supplies and stuff are still there um and he sees a man walking up with a bible yeah, mm-hmm. priest on priest action. Yeah, almost. Yeah, He's yeah. Like, that's my shtick. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Gabriel is watching this guy real close, hiding in the hiding in the brush, and the 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 preacher that he's watching kind of hears a noise and walks over, and then he starts to pray, and he doesn't see anything, and Gabriel gets his machete out like he's gonna he's yeah. he's gonna take this guy out i like pick... this shot the way he yes was, like if you didn't know he was there you probably wouldn't see him oh for sure uh they they really shot that that bit well yes um, I, I was very impressed with that yeah yeah no that was a good shot um but he basically this guy starts praying and then he realized he he doesn't see anybody and then he walks away and so gabriel kind of kind of stands down um Back at the Commonwealth, uh, Yumiko meets up with her brother, and again she chides him on not being a doctor. Like, you know, hey, 
you could be helping all these people. Why are you not being a doctor? And he's like, look, mom and dad, she, she even says like, mom and dad's not here to kind of bust your balls over, you know, over everything. You can actually, you know, you were good at it. I thought you enjoyed it. You know, I th- I thought you liked that. And he, he's, he, again, kind of like, stop, like, don't, don't yeah. like shush. And, and I don't blame him. You know how, how crazy his life would be if he were the only surgeon there. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, I can see his point of view. Obviously, for the greater good, he should you know, help as many people as he can. But from his point of view, I can totally see that too. He's been through all this shit. Yeah. Why would he? Why would he want to put himself through it even more? Yeah. Yeah. And especially if he's found a. Prof- it's 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 like one of those like when your parents, fo- you know, force you to go down a certain. You know, right. it's, a, it's a story trope. Like parents going to force yeah. you to go down a. You know, be be this, and it's like, but I just want to play guitar. You know, it's just like. The man just wants to bake, and so it's just like yeah. Like the he's thing found that bother that bothered me about it so much is like if this is a community you don't know yet, right? Yeah, that's the other part of it. I was going to mention is like you know maybe he's unsure of the community enough to want to contribute to it, you right? Know if I mean? Like you know me, be part of it, right? If you know me and you don't know this community like that, and I've been here longer than you, if I tell you do not mention something. You know, and you see the look on his face when he's telling her this. He's afraid. You, you only got to say it once. Yeah. For her to keep pushing, it just bothered me how she kept pushing so yeah. much with that. Like, she got so caught up in the status crap that she's like, right. how could you ever not, you know, like, how could you ever not want to, you know, have the status of being a doctor. Like, why would you? Like, and if I'm saying, if you know me, why are you even bringing this up? You're the one that gets us killed in the movie. Like, you you are the person that gets us killed. Yeah. When you keep bringing up the thing, I tell you not to bring up. So, it just annoyed me. So, they're sitting there having a conversation, and all of a sudden, Hornsby's people come in, and they take him. And she's like, what the hell's going on with this? And so, they, they take her brother away. Um. We cut back to uh, Maggie, and she's doing more whisperer training. Her mask has uh, uh, been tidied up, so it looks a little better. Um, Elijah, and then Elijah and Maggie kind of have this conversation, and she's he's like, "Do you think he's really changed?" And she's like, "I don't know." Like he, you know, she's kind of like trying to rationalize, you know, whether or not he's he's really different or he's the same right. guy. So they kind of have this little, little conversation. Um, it's hard. It's like somebody who's done, you know, like it's it's like someone who comes out of prison and they've done this horrible thing and they've done a long, you know, they've done their stint of twenty five years or whatever, and then they get out. It's like, how do you deal with that person? Yeah, especially uh, when they have to live with you. Nearly that long, first of all. Yeah, and it's not nearly that long, so it's yeah. like, but they're out. <laughs> it's like, what do you what do you do now? With yeah. Not only that, you have to depend on this person who you want yeah. to slaughter your husband yeah. for your own survivor. Yeah, your own survival. I mean, it, yeah, it's one thing in the real world you can compartmentalize it by the fact that okay, I don't have to see or ever think of this person again. Like, yes, I know they're out there in the world somewhere where my loved one is not, but she. Like she, she has to again, like you said, has to not only just live with Negan, but has to be dependent on him. So, 
uh, I can't, I can't imagine like from a, from a psychological standpoint, what that would do. Like I, like to me, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could ever come back from that. Exactly. Like, it's like you, but then you think it's, yeah, you add to that, you can kill him, but you kind of, you need as many people as you have, you, you can get yeah. who know how to survive in this world. So yeah. It's like, you, like it, it's selfish to kill him. Plus now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to say, uh, back when she first came back, mm-hmm. she could have pulled a bullet in his head and no one would have right. Right. So been like, right. Yep, okay, now you kill him. I get it, you know. Now that he's like one of the, few, the four people left right. in their quote-unquote assault on the Reapers or whatever, um, you know, he's, he's, necessary, he's a necessary evil. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... You still have starving people in it, you know, back at the community. Like you can't, yeah. you can't. And he's capable, it. right? It's not like he's right. he's more than capable. Yeah, he's I one mean, that... of your he's one of your top. You know, you everywhere you need the killers, man. I mean, you know, you you hate them at the same time, but you need those you need those people in this world. Yeah, until you don't, right? We're right. not. It's not civilized yet, so. It's it's like in the military, right? You need the ones who you need the snipers, even though it's dangerous to a sniper, and they can't, and it's so hard for them to live in a regular society again. But when you're in war, and they are at war constantly for survival, you need it. You need them so, as much you as you hate somebody to with the survival instinct. Absolutely. You do. You yeah. need yeah. someone who will pull the trigger. And take somebody out if if it's necessary. You even if it's killing, uh, uh, someone who you know looks like a child or looks like you know someone that you would never want to kill, but they are killers, right? You you don't have that choice. It's it's an interesting story because it it kind of makes you think about what it does to soldiers who are stationed overseas, where they have child soldiers that they have to fight and kill sometimes who look like they're, they're child. They're still a child, no matter how you, you, you kind of rationalize it, but you have to do, you know, you need someone that can do these things because if you don't, that same child killer who's been turned into a killer goes around and will kill other children or innocent women and, and, and men, uh, without thinking twice about it because of what they've or it's a matter of your own survival you know, or a like, matter of your own survival right so i mean to have to deal you have you know negan is one of those people that sadly he is someone who could kill like that and still move on and still de- and and go get up the next day and be fine with it and you have other people in the group that can't do those things and they would get you killed like the ones who stole the that pack of uh, supplies and guns and stuff and tried to run off that, that could have cost the whole group by doing that. So it's, it's a hard thing. Like she's really, they are putting Maggie through the, through the, through a lot of stuff because it's like the one guy that you hate the most, you know, that's taken the most precious thing from you is the one guy right now that you need to stay alive. And to say and to help the group that your own child is in right now. 
Yo. Uh, back at the Commonwealth, uh, Hornsby has a conversation with Yumiko and says, like, hey, you messed up my plan by I, – I know you're going to see Pamela and you're to talk to her about getting your friends out and, and dealing with to, – to fix that over. But you're kind of messing that up because I'm, I've got a plan. I can get it figured out. And maybe down the road, if somebody needs something from somebody, you'll kind of remember that. And he's like, just, just give me a little bit of time and, and I'll see what we can do. Um, which is odd because she still goes to meet with Pamela anyway. So of course she does. I'm not sure what the point yeah. of this was. I, I think he's trying to just insinuate himself there. Hornsby to me is almost like the food club version of Better Call Saul. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much. Like he will tell you whatever you want to hear to get your his objective. You know, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we cut back to Daryl and Leah, and they're out on their search they find a cabin and then they hear something and find some guy out there who is scared he's trying to look for food and supplies and says um it's you know he's not part of a bigger group he's he's um he's just out there trying to find some supplies and stuff and it's just him and his 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 wife and his kid and his family and daryl's like well take us to him or you know we'll we'll shoot you right here and go find them ourselves. And Leah calls it in, and Pope wants her to investigate. And it's interesting earlier because when when Lee and Daryl had their conversation earlier, she mentions again like, "Well, it must be so much easier for you. You're always out on your own, and you're just a right. loner." And you know again, you know, so again, he's been able to sell that pretty pretty good. Right. Um, he thought he had her though, because when she called it, he thought he he had her a little bit more uh, to his side. Even though without saying it's his side, because you could, I, they make a point of showing his face when she calls it in because he wants to be like, why the fuck are you going to call? I mean, why the heck are you going to call it in? Like there was a look on his face where he was like, damn, I, I thought I had her enough yeah, that she wouldn't check in so much yeah, that he can kind of sway her. So that kind of threw him off a little bit. Um. Yeah, so so they, they they turn it out. So now we come back to Negan, and this is where the this is where they have the this is the meaty conversation of the episode. Oh, I love this um, And so Negan tries to relate to Maggie, and they talk about everything that happened to them. And you know, he's like, "Look, you know, you're trying to protect your family. I'm trying to protect. You know, I was trying to protect my group. And you know, she said, you know, hey, no one." you know, would, would you still have done what you did? And he's like, knowing what I did, you know, what I know now, would I do diff- things different? And he's like, yeah, he goes, I would have killed all of you. <laughs> and she was like, ever said. she's yeah. like, what, wh- wh- why would you say that to me? And he's like, you know, look, it's the truth. You know, he, that's the one thing again, I'll give I'll, this, you know, this post um, incarceration Negan, Mm-hmm. I give the writers a lot of credit because they don't take the lazy way out, and it's just like everything is unicorns and rainbows. Like they're getting, right. you know, Negan is sticking well, to Negan, and he's just like, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you something that's just a bunch of bullcrap. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it out here and tell you how it is because right. if I, if yeah, I, but on the other, but on the other side of that, I mean, you know, uh, tactically, that's the right answer, and honestly, that's the right answer. <laughs> But diplomatically, oh, yes. maybe you know, smoothing things over with Maggie, uh, 
not really the best answer. Yes. I th- I'm in the camp of I just, I mean, I know Mag- Maggie feels a certain kind of way, but I, I am a little bit on the side of Maggie. You just have to get over it. Like, I not get over, like, forgive him, get over But I mean, to get this thing done, you got to let that go until you get it done. When you come back to camp and it's maybe we get a breather and it's safe, you could d- you deal with this all over again. But for now, he gave you the answer that's the truth, right? Just take it. Like, well, what, do you, what do you want him to say? And I think that's Negan's point. Like, he wants this done, yeah. period. Like, not yeah. done for yeah. now, done for good. Mm-hmm. And I think Maggie's resigned herself to, to the fact that, okay, she's not going to do anything to him while they're out there. But, right. but he's trying to make the wider point of this needs to end period. So it, it's, it's interesting because Negan, Negan points out the fact that like, uh, or actually Maggie points out, Hey, w- all those people we killed at the outpost, there weren't women and children or in, and things there. They were all just, you know, a bunch of guys that, you know, that, and it had to be done. And Negan's like, Hey, those people had people they loved. They had wives yeah. and girlfriends and, yeah. You know things, and he's like, you, you, and he's like, oh, you didn't kill any children. He's like, what about Gracie? Like, you kill, you killed her, her father. Like, she was, and and mother, you know, conceivably, like, he's like, oh, you didn't think I noticed that? <laughs> like, I know that's where she came from. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it, so again, when you when you start to think of these things in context, I mean, obviously, Negan you know, was, was not a nice person. But when you start looking in a context of why he would say, I would have killed you all, mm-hmm. you know, it was Rick's group that, you know, started the initial like massacre. Like they went to right. that, that outpost yeah. and they mass. I mean, yes, Negan's people were killing people and doing terrible things on a one-off basis for people right. that stepped out of line. But when they invaded that, that, that station, like there was no mercy. Yeah, there was no mercy. And so, Again, Negan lost everything because of it, and right. you know, so so yeah, he would say, yeah, I'd kill all of you, and that way I, yeah, I totally. would I would still be, you know, with my people, and we'd be doing what we're we're doing, and I'd have them right. all all there. Like um, I said, tactically, that's the right answer because yes, yeah, if you had just wiped them all out, that would be the end of it, right? Yep, you wouldn't even have with, to deal with all this, right? Even with Maggie, though, she had that conversation about the thing, you know, like leading and all of that she would have done it too if she was in the same place like she would not have i think knowing what she knows now uh she would have wiped them out too yeah if she was in that position to do that she would have did the same thing so yeah that was it was a, just a great exchange between the two it was and it was yeah, it was, it was well scene. shot too because it's like yeah. they both come up like they again, I, I watched the um, the kind of behind the the episode thing at the end, and they reshowed that shot. And one of the things I noticed the second time um, was they did it as a, as a wide shot, mm-hmm. and both of them walk. You know, they, they walk up to the campfire. They both like sit down at the same time. Like it's almost yeah. like they're again. It's like they're trying to show that. Like in this moment, they're kind of like on the same page. They're kind of in mm-hmm. sync or whatever. Yeah. And then they have this deep conversation where they're trying to resolve their, you know, issues with each other, which are very, you know, put them very far yeah. apart from each other. I don't know. I, ju- I just thought it was very day. well done. They had a good day. I mean, they did. They, you know, yeah. they, they did kind of do what I, I just say. It's like Maggie just, it, it, he gets to her in a way that, no one else can 
Yeah. Right. He makes her vulnerable in ways that she because he's that he's that guy that was there on her worst day. That was the worst, one of the worst days of her life that she'll never forget. Well, and obviously it's easier for him to move on from it, right? Like, right. Like he didn't, he was on the, the, the dishing out end. He was on the giving end, not the receiving end. And Maggie yeah. was on the receiving end of that horrible yeah. thing. And so yeah. it's, it's a lot easier for him to, to be able to, to try and get past it. Um, and he's not so. coming at you begging for forgiveness. No, 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 no. Like usually, that's an enemy that you like. You you get usually we get a thing where even when they're taken down, they 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 start begging for forgiveness or you know saying I shouldn't have done it, something like that, right? Some yeah. kind of remorse. He really doesn't have that. No, his and remorse no is you, not not that. Oh, I shouldn't have killed Glenn. His remorse yeah. is I should have killed all of you. <laughs> like yeah. I shouldn't have and, stopped with Glenn. I should have kept and, going. Right. Um, it's, it's nothing she could do about it. Even if yeah. you kill him right now, if you took it, if you took a knife and, and and took that knife and put it down on him, you're still not going to stop that. Like that, he that will always be the case. Yeah, you'll never take that pain. Yeah. of what he did away, yep. and you'll never make him yield. No, no. All right, so back at the Commonwealth, um, Ezekiel comes back and he's just like zippity doo dying uh, all over the like. He's, yeah. I guess they gave him a little, uh, some fluids, some maybe a yeah. little vitamin B. Lollies. Oh, <laughs> jacked him up. Um, got the good painkillers. You know, he got yeah, some painkillers, some some yeah. uh, some antibiotics, some probably some That's like right. I said, some B vitamin. They, they got him all jacked up. Lollipops, which was yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah. on it, and he was like, I got lollipops now. And they're like, oh, why don't you have one? He's like, no, I've had several. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> no, don't worry about me. I've, I've got Listen, you. I've had special lollipops. <laughs> okay. They gave me the good ones. Um, exactly. Uh, and then Hornsby comes in and he splits every every he splits up Eugene and Stephanie from the rest of them and is like, hey, can you two go clear up some walkers over by the the front fence? Um, and they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And, uh, you know, again, in a great spot. Ezekiel's been, right. you know, feels better than he probably has in, you know, in at least a week or two weeks or, you know, probably more at this point. And uh, uh, so so they, they start well, heading that. Well, this is how you know something bad's going to happen because yep. something good happened. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, his good, their guard is completely down. Yeah. Eugene and Stephanie start heading that way. They see the 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 rich assholes that we saw earlier, and a oh, bunch of walkers heading towards them. And they're like, "Oh, geez, we got to go. You know, we got to go take care of this." So they both dive in there. They you know take them all out. Meanwhile, the rich assholes are yelling at them for you know what are they doing? And you know they've got people and um and then you know Eugene and the guy start getting into this big old argument. This is the the one part where I thought it was like okay, this is a little cliched when yeah. when Stephanie's trying Eugene 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 and he's like he's like don't bother me don't bother you know like he's not even looking and now when you're in this environment when somebody's trying to get your attention like for the last ten years it's been drilled in your head if somebody's trying to get your attention it's probably because you're about to die so so the fact that he was just so dismissive I was like oh this I is, know that. this is a little eye rolly. Um, but eventually she sees that. And of course the lady that he's, you know, she's pointing and she's yelling and she doesn't even look, which no, I mean, I mean, I I guess I can buy a little bit because again, she's part of, you know, obviously a part of this, uh, entitled class that, that has probably, you know, probably is, is spoon fed on a daily basis. But Mm -hmm. so Stephanie goes and this Walker gets really, really close to her 
and she she ends up killing it and blood splatters all over her and she starts freaking out and then the dude gets even even you know more uh, angry and he starts cursing at Stephanie and Eugene punches him in the face <laughs> um and then Hornsby shows up and he's like what did you do yeah. um and you know because because every you know the guards were gone and every, everybody was gone and c- clearly Hornsby set this up right like the, of course he did and, and it, we come to find out later exactly you know what it is but but right, clearly Eugene why. yeah exactly Eugene has has screwed the pooch at this point um, so then we cut to Yumiko who is sitting outside she goes up there to meet Pamela and the secretary's kind of making small talk. And she's waiting, and all of a sudden, she gets a phone call, and the appointment's canceled. And says, oh, her son's been attacked. And at that point, the light bulb goes out and go, oh, Oops. rich, entitled asshole is Pamela's yeah. son. Um, whoops. So then, of course, we cut to Eugene, who's in jail, <laughs> um, back to being distraught again after having, you know. It's funny, because even when Eugene was on uh, Walker duty, with Stephanie, like he was obviously very happy. Like he's formed right. a bond with this woman. She appears to be uh, forming a bond with him. They they're kind of hitting it off. And so even though they're kind of being punished, Eugene doesn't kind of see it as them being punished. Um, right. He's probably happier than he's been in a long time. Um, and so Hornsby comes in and he's basically like, "Look, I set you up." to save her like all she had to do was just kill those walkers and you would have been in gold pamela would have like you know fawned all over you for saving her son and you'd have been the golden child um and he's like now you screwed up and now like i don't know what i'm gonna do to you know the only way you're gonna be able to get out of this is if you tell me where you're from where, what the coordinates are and you need to give it up and he's like well i don't I, you know i i you know he in his eugene speak he says like look i can't i can't do that and then uh hornsby is leaving and he's like oh man that's too bad because i hope you like it in here because you're probably never gonna leave um uh-huh. and eugene is like uh actually <laughs> wait wait a second um and then we cut away from him uh we cut so then we cut back to Daryl and uh, Daryl and Leah and the guy has led them back to, to the place where his wife is. It's it's kind of, you know, he's kind of hidden behind, you know, pushes some like duck work and stuff out of the way. And we see that the wife is in really bad shape. Like she has got a really nasty gut wound. Uh, hard to tell if, it, if she's been bitten or if she was shot or attacked or something like that. But she's clearly not going to make it. Um, and And her son's there. And... Um, Leah tells him, take your boy and go. Yeah, she uh, breaks completely. Yeah, she's like, take your boy and go. And the wife is like, look, it's fine. Like, you go with your dad, be safe. Like, I love you. You know, she she knows. Like, she knows mm-hmm. what's going on. So they leave, and the wife looks at him and says, and thanks them both. Because yeah. she's like, look, they were not going to leave in, until until I was gone. It's not safe for them to be here. They needed to go. And she's like, I'm ready. Like, just just do this. You know, please. Like, like stop stop me. Like, I don't want to turn in, into one of them, and I'm, I'm suffering. And Leah pulls up the shotgun, and she starts to tear up, and she can't do it. And Daryl picks up the crossbow and puts one in her head and puts her out of her misery. And, again, so twofold. Like, you know, you think, oh... Like the rest of the group is going to think, okay, Daryl's being a badass, and it's really Daryl 
did this woman a kindness by mm-hmm. by putting her out of her misery. And Leah's yeah. like, and she and Daryl says, "Well, what are you going to tell Pope?" And she's like, "Well, I'll just tell him that you killed them all, and it'll be good. It'll be good for you." Um, so again, right. kind of returning the favor, right? Like earlier in the episode, Daryl made a point of telling her, "Like, hey, you did this thing, and and this was good for for your for the pe- for for the people." And now she's kind of doing the same thing. Like, oh, I'll tell Pope you did this, and this will be good for you and him. Right. Um, so it's kind of the, the reciprocal thing of they're they're each you know doing something that's going to uh, theoretically increase their position with the group. Um. So then at the end of the episode, we cut back to Maggie, and uh, she's amassing quite a horde, even to the point where they find another building which has a bunch of zombies in it. And her and Negan break them out, and they're just building this massive horde that they're heading towards uh, Pope's camp so they can flush them out and, and get their actual supplies and hopefully kill Pope and all his people. Um, and while they're going, unfortunately, Elijah sees his sister is one of the one of the horde that's walking. And the sister of the best friend that we saw before. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he can't respond because he's got to keep the, the act going. Um, and it was kind of cool. Maggie kind of, you know, uh, on the low, you know, kind of grabs his hand and holds his hand cause he's starting to kind of break down, but, um, but he's able to push through it and we just cut away and it's just this huge horde, uh, that's, that's on its way to, to the encampment. And that's where yeah, they broke out the drone shot for that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that is, um, the episode, this is promises broken. So. Yes. How many busters do you give this episode, Jim Dietz? No, ask Daryl first. Daryl, how many how many busters do you give this episode? Oh, uh, I give it uh, three and a half out of five. I enjoyed the episode a lot. I, I love the Negan and Maggie conversations, and uh, and uh, Eugene is a dang fool. It's always <laughs> great to see Eugene be Eugene. Yeah, at times. I will give this episode a four. I like this episode a lot. Um, there wasn't much that, you know, like I said, that one little little bit just kind of made me roll my eyes a little bit. But I think it was a good balance the way that they moved between the stories. I didn't feel like that there was a much filler going on. I, th- I thought it was very well paced. I thought it was very well shot. Um, and, again, that Negan and Maggie scene uh, was was really, really well done. So I, I give it four. Four bus does. Okay. I give it a three and a half. I think there's a lot of setup here for the season third finale, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. The finale of the first eight. Uh, there'll be a lot going on, a lot of moving parts coming together in the next episode, obviously. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it a 3.5. There's some good scenes in here. That scene with Maggie and Negan, uh, where he told her the truth, I thought was a good scene. Um, I liked uh, the uh, Weasley uh, attorney guy from the Commonwealth who keeps trying to Lance. Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, he, he, that actor is interesting, the way he's kind of playing this uh, both ends to the middle uh, character. And uh, I want to see Joffrey get eaten by zombies. So. Yes. yes. Uh, 3.5. Nice. Do we call it a trinally? <laughs> trinally. <laughs> um, Aaron didn't give us an official buster counting, but oh, he did. He did say that he hated all the shows. He hates Walking Dead. He hates <laughs> everything about zombies. And uh, good day. Good day. <laughs> I said good day. I said good day. <laughs> you even typed that out. I said good day. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. No, he said he liked the episode. Yes. So. 
Usually he's a little more loquacious. But not yes. Yeah. I'm sure he's doing something important. Oh, saving, sure. saving the world from uh, villainy or something. Yeah, I'm sure. So do we want to go to uh, Facebook comments for, for sure. Promises Broken? Why not? Every week we ask you to chime in with your Facebook comments and your review, your rating, your busters of The Walking Dead. It's a tradition here on The Walking Dead TV podcast. It's a great way for you to be part of the show and sound off on how you feel about it. And we love your participation. So please continue to do so. Facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. Uh, here we go. The first one is by Yukiyoshi Sawada. So excuse me while I hydrate. Because he's a bit uh, verbose. Uh, 3.5, what are the rules out of 5? In song, what are the rules? Because when turned Commonwealth and can't get help, you know you find out the rules. Okay. One, I have nothing to say about the Reaper story. They were just there moving on. Two, the talk between Maggie and Negan was great, pointing out that the Saviors had families too, and then technically Rick and the gang made the first move to start the all-out war. Three, also, Negan saying, I know what it's like to see people you know turned is a small way to remind Maggie that she ran away. Sure, Negan was incarcerated, but when it came to defending the coalition, he was there to fight, and she was not. So, she can judge Negan all, all she wants at the end of the day. He fought beside her family longer than she did. <clears throat> Four, and he's right. Negan would not be here in the position he's in right now if he had killed them all. It's big of him to admit that liking them screwed him. Five, anyone else think Gabriel was jealous of the repeat priest that he still has faith? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're going to see a priest fight. I'm going to call that now. <laughs> There's only room enough for one priest on this show. Uh, six, as of now, Elijah's the last survivor of Maggie's group. Do you think he'll make it? <laughs> I don't know. He just put on a shirt that was red. Uh, seven, remember when Eugene couldn't kill walkers? Now he's like, this is not communal service. This is that we have been tasked with. It's just a normal routine that me and my companions have come to expect to do on a daily basis. In short, to us, it's the chores. Eight, Yumiko cleans up nice. Lance telling her when you get uh, big, remember, is like you politics in in the apocalypse. We're a walker bite to me when you need it. That's what he wrote word for word. Nine, yeah, Eugene, break his face. (laughs) <laughs> 10. Lance, what the hell are you doing? Don't you know who he is? Princess, ah, no, we just got here three days ago. No one has given us a manual, a roebuck, or even a damn pamphlet. All we got was a 1954 welcome video promoting the town, but not explaining what not to do in town. Lance. Oh, well, he's Governor's son, and you broke ten whole rules now. 11. It's also agents, the rules to point out flaws of the Commonwealth. Eugene, Princess, and Ezekiel all together. What are the rules? Everyone laughs. Credit rolls on screen. Kempai. Thank you, Yukiyoshi. Uh, Kevin Barry came in at 3.5. I think the king was a little stoned after the law. He pops out of 5. You think? A little bit. Uh, I continue to like the Daryl stuff, and I think it's because of the chemistry that Norman Reedus and Lynn Collins have. Yes, I could agree with that. Even though Negan and Maggie continue to talk a lot at each other this week, at least it had some depth, and I will be interested to see how Whisper Cosplay goes now next week uh the commonwealth stuff was fine just do not really understand why a couple would take a date in what appears to be a populated walker zone and abandon homes it's a good point you know why was he out there to begin with 
Because well, they would guard him if he was important. Yeah. Well, they the area where they were like it was like a gazebo and mm-hmm. you know I mean that's where they if had. They to, knew there were walkers there. You think they would have sent an escort with him if he was so important? Well, they did, right? That was the whole bit. Is is Hornsby told them to to right. to take off? So. Mike Jones wrote in, four whispers out of five. The Negan and Maggie interaction was my favorite part of the episode. This alone gets a four. The rest was a 2.5 at best. The Commonwealth portion was a mess. I don't even know who's there because they jump around so much. The Reapers at this point for me are the least interesting part of the season. Let Negan lead the herd in so they can get eaten and we can move on. (laughs) Uh, Eric Jackson wrote in, uh, four 100G pops out of five. Uh, while it's been painful at times to watch, the Commonwealth is doing a fantastic job on the douchebaggery front. And now I kind of want to see the whole thing go to shit, like Terminus. Uh, SC and JDM were great in this one. And I love the irony that uh, now our people are forming a horde. Also, can't help but notice that neither Dog's first nor second, quote, owner are good at keeping tabs on him. Where'd he go this time? And Mike Jones wrote, Dog is the new Carl. <laughs> but Aaron replied that he has a bigger house. So, and then Richard Chopper Cherry Cherryton, the marathon man who enjoys his course light, wrote in three. Doubt my rating will get in time to do a Facebook outage out of five. Don't worry, you made it, buddy. Uh, we're a little late this week. The episode was okay. Interested to see Negan and Maggie forming the Whisperers Mark Two. I was looking forward to the Reapers, but I'm really not enjoying their storyline. So that was uh, your your thoughts on the main show, The Walking Dead. And then later we'll be back with the uh, the Big Mo ratings for, what are we talking about next? The World said, Beyond. Said, what? World Beyond, season two, episode one. Oh, wow. Can't wait. So exciting. Yeah. Yes. So in the interest of time, uh, I think what we're going to do with the World Beyond episodes for the most part is kind of hit the high points. Um <laughs> And not get into unnecessarily blow uh, by blow. No, that happened in this episode. So it won't be that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the main thing is in the beginning, um, we get kind of a flashback to six weeks ago, and it's it's Elizabeth and her crew standing on a very high point, looking down at an entire city. I'm, this is Omaha, right? Like they're looking yeah. at Omaha. Yeah. What I want and, to know is, we already knew this though. Exactly. Right, they're showing it after they've already like they showed us the aftermath. They heard we heard a lot of other uh, characters talk about it. Right, and now they're I, showing it. I guess the aftermath though was the was the the university, right? Uh, like that was the actual because there's Omaha, which is like where the like it, that's not the same area as the campus as, colony. As, as the call, yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, but yeah, that we get we the, the point of the, probably they had a little bit of budget and figured, okay, we'll 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 show uh, all the budget. Um, but yeah, it's like this big exterior shot. We see the whole town. There's a ma- the, we see a bunch of charges being set. There's a massive horde uh, coming in and explosion, and obviously that they're letting these hordes come in. Right. Um. And they make a point of saying that they're going to each of these towns one by one and destroying them. So it, it's almost like they're 
identifying key people from this is my this is my theory is they must be identifying key people or key resources within a given society and then plucking them out and then just nuking the rest of it. Right. Um, That's what I horde, Yeah. But you kind of assume that from the finale of that season, though, right? Mm -hmm. It's true, too. Yeah, it's just they better have a real good explanation for it because it just seems silly to take a functioning town that's capable of producing resources and and people and everything else right, and it wiping it walkers. out. It's yeah. interesting, yeah. too, that like both shows are weaponizing walkers, right? Right. Yeah. They're using you, the walkers as a weapon to gain their own ends. But it's weird because they already kind of have control anyway. They have more muscle and resources and... yeah. I mean, attack helicopters yeah, and like you know all kinds of stuff. You're pretty much in charge. I mean, so what? I don't know what the significance of this is. Yeah, especially since they're so far away, right? Like they're based out of, you know, out of Albany, New York. So, like, what threat is is a is a civilization in Omaha going to have? Like, I don't know. Maybe they're playing the long game here. I feel, I, I don't I feel like we've I feel like we've thought this out more than they have, but I hope I'm, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe it's a big swerve at, you know, as we get deeper into the show. I hope. Uh-huh. I really do. I hope it's a big swerve. Yeah. The other, one of the, the next, I guess, high point that, you know, we'll talk about the, to kind of advance the story is Iris. They're making a point of showing how Iris has changed. And, yes, Iris has changed. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, she's she's still trying to work through all those code, the code book, and try and decrypt all that like, and figure out what's did, what's going on. Did she, she though? Did she though? They showed her doing well, it quite a bit, and yeah. she's very intent on letting her know that letting you know that she's not the same. Yes, I get it. She's like the girl. Age. She's uh-huh. like the girl in high school that tells you that she's not like other girls. Right. Well, it's like when you come. Yeah, it it is. It, you make a point when you when you come back. You know, sophomore year. Every you know, I'm not the same. Right. I, I grew a little mustache. Maybe I I nice. went away to camp. I went to Paris. Something like you. You try to throw in all the stuff to say how much you changed in the short amount of time that <clears throat> that you haven't seen these people that you you've well, seen. It's weird to me because like in this episode. Since you say we're just gonna hit the high points, I'm just gonna hit some high points here if you don't mind. Like in this part, Please like do. I mean, Iris is like you know hanging out with uh, what Felix and Huck, right? Right. Or not Huck, not Huck. No, not Huck. Felix. Uh, no, Felix and, and, his and his boyfriend. And like she's a lot of her sitting and talking, right? Yeah. All, what do you live yeah. for? A lot of philosophical BS or whatever. They go to this place called the Perimeter, it's farm town, right. and then they take her there. And she's like uh, this, you know, like, oh, I'm so much more mature now or whatever. Oh. Meanwhile, her mm. sister is like, she faces down the, the head of the CRM, like Elizabeth, you know, mm. basically you know, walks off on her own to try to take care of some stuff and only pretty much gets killed and has like hallucination and stuff. Right. Right. So you have like the one, oh, I'm so much more mature. The other one's like, well, F you, I'm going to go do this and then almost get killed. Yeah, so how mature yeah. really are they? I'm sorry. Well, thank you, thank you for coming yeah, it's to my just, TED talk. It, <laughs> yes, it's just interesting because for a group that is so hell bent on 
what we find out going around and killing all of these other major Uh towns, the fact that they have this, this community outside of their main base that they're allowing to thrive and giving them supplies because they're clearing out walkers. It's like, why would you let like a bunch of like yokels, be responsible for clearing out little communities around you when you have a literal army with with munitions and and modern equipment and everything. Like, there's something going on. It like, it just doesn't. Like, it just doesn't that make reminds sense. Me of the part in Austin Powers where Scott Evil tries to, you know, is like, well, I'll just shoot him right here. No, no, you don't understand just shoot him. my yeah, just diabolical shoot him right plan. Yeah. So, you're right. I don't. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure it out. I've been watching the show from jump. You know. So hopefully they'll they'll reel out a little bit more of like you say it just doesn't make sense as it stands. It's like why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. I just don't know what their uh, yeah end game is. It's like you yeah maybe it's something and it all makes sense and it's like holy crap that's you know that's something. But at least it, it seems like it's going to be a long walk for a yeah. short drink of water. Is yes. what it is, is what it's oh. feeling like. Stay um, on it. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. You're gonna leave that call. Yeah. um the other yeah like you were saying jim the other big point is is hope and her um you know the end of last season they they took her and huck and you know we find out huck is elizabeth's daughter they take the two of them you know she's gonna go see her father they you know they take her and then they stop short of the compound and elizabeth kind of gives her the spiel of well we you know we want to trust you but we don't know if we can trust you and you know you need to kind of decide on on your own and hope is like screw you guys i'm out and to kind of does her own thing and yeah ends up Can getting a concussion a and has this weird time she just walks out of a room <laughs> and a tizzy yeah. because she's upset so it's a whole yeah. like uh thing between i know my daughter is only 10 but she likes to do it the uh the dramatic leaving in a huff yes 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 um yeah and then you know, she she ends up falling, hit, hits her head. You know, okay, again another trope. Like she's fighting, 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 and you know, of course, you got to fall down the stairs. But that whole fever dream business was did not. like it was a little too yes, on the yeah. nose. It's like, oh, I found this 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 post up of this girl that's lost, and like I'm right. lost, and you know, the yeah, this whole and you know you couldn't really tell because there were parts of it that felt like there was really somebody there. And then when the girl like got eaten by the, by the walkers, you really felt like it was, it was her, but it wasn't, I mean, the whole thing was just her having to, you know, she, she was concussed and she ends up going back. And then the other angle to this was, this was a, you know, Elizabeth was also testing Huck. You know, because Huck makes a point of like, hey, this was my plan. Like, I was the one that told you that she, you know, could be trusted. She could be yeah. an asset. You know, this is, you know, my deal. And she's like, oh, you want to go after her, don't you? And she's like, oh, no, you know. And, and she ends up not. And then Elizabeth is like, well, it's a good thing you didn't. So it's like, okay, was she going to kill her own daughter if she went no, after no, her? No. Like, like, she's shown to be pretty ruthless, but. She does, and then she does. I got just. I have questions. The other thing is they mentioned Silas by yeah. name. They they said, well, we got Silas, but we haven't gotten any inf- information out of him yet. So 
so he's and again we haven't seen anything from the, from the two nope. boys from Silas nope. and um um I forget the the other the other kid's name uh, kid um, with the suit yeah the, yeah Ortiz I forget his his first name um but yeah the, those two didn't I mean I, those two didn't show up show up at all uh, this episode um which makes sense because they they took off at the end right. of last episode um or last season um. So, of course, Hope goes back, and what's so silly is, like, okay, she comes back, and now she can be trusted? (laughs) Like, I don't don't understand. So, like, Hope comes back, and it's like, oh, yes, I've learned my lesson. I can, you know, I want to, you know, I want to do this and be a part of this. Um, And they let her, you know, at the very end, they let her. um, Sure do. They're good with it. Yeah, they let her reunite with her dad. Um, The other, the the last real bit. well, two things. One, Huck and Hope kind of have a moment after she comes back into the fold before she goes to see her dad, and Huck mm-hmm. is again trying to relate to her. You could, you could tell, or or they're trying real hard to show that Huck is conflicted and also maybe tr- well, trying to change. Yeah. Well, Huck's trying to get in Hope's good graces. Yes, is what it seemed like to me. Like whether that's because she's trying to do it for her mom or she's you know just wants to be there. That's you know yet to be determined, but. But I mean, it's like she tells uh, Hope that you know she sent Iris and Felix to a settlement. So um, yeah, yeah, she's like, look, I haven't told them that you have the code book, and you know, because if she knew that, she'd wipe them. You know, she would have killed all of you. So, so she's trying to play the I'm. You know, I may have done a bad thing, but you know, I could have done a worse thing, and I'm still kind of on your side. Um, Right. And the last thing is is really Iris, where she go. You know. Felix tells her like, "Hey, you know, go, go get some sleep," and she's like, "Okay, I will." Um, and she goes, of course, she goes out snooping to the main facility and finds mm-hmm. that one guy that was kind of acting as Elizabeth's right hand, like at the beginning of the episode when they were bombing Omaha, mm-hmm. and uh, she ends up shooting him with a crossbow in the shoulder, attracts a walker. And he kills the walker, and then she jumps him and ends up killing him. And right. they kind of make it a make it a point, right? Because because she he's injured. You know, I think she stabs him once, and then she she makes a point of you know, no, I'm I'm going to kill you, and she stabs him. And so now, you know, of course, you want to know why, Ross? You want to know why? Why? Cause she's changed. Because she's changed. She's really changed. Yeah. I really well, changed. Not, when I'm she went to summer who, camp, she really yeah. changed. Yeah. I'm not who I was before. Yeah. Right. Well, now they're going to mess on their hands, too. I had to become right? something more. I had to something, something different. Something more. something more. Yeah. No, 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 Jim. I am not. She's the new arrow. The same person <laughs> that was the person that did the other thing before that. I'm she a new to, thing. I'm a new person. She had to become something else. I had to become something else. Something more. Some people have to be stuck on an island for five years. Other no. people can sit down um, and you know just really hard over a code book. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's kind of it. So that's where we're, you know we're at. Is obviously there's going to be some tension with Iris in this community and you know, every, you know, Felix is like, look, we just need to lay low until we figure this out. Like, let's not go charging in like a bull in a China shop because we're going to end up getting all of these people killed. Like everything here is pretty fragile. Um, 
I don't know what's going on with Hope. Obviously, she's probably going to clue her father into the fact that there's nefarious stuff going on, and hopefully we get more information about what exactly right. is, you know, what the CRM is up to and mm-hmm. why they're d- dismantling communities. But yet, we know we've seen the CRM in the context of the main show um, and in fear, and they haven't wiped out everything. So th- there's, like I said, for all this to kind of fit together, uh, there's got to be some kind of explanation. Sure. So. Yeah. What do you one, live one, for? One hope so, anyway. What, what do you live for? Uh, for the end of the episode. Wow! 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 Uh, I'll I'll go first with my big mo's. I will give this episode two and a half big mo's. Wow. Um, it it was fine. Like I just mm. you know, <laughs> it, it was okay. fine. Um, Daryl, how many big bows you give it? Um, I too thought it was fine, and I will give it one and a half mows. Oh, one yeah. and a half! It, it's a mo, not even a big mo. It's 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 so the, the rating is so small. It doesn't even it doesn't even uh, qualify for a they, big mo. It's yeah, just a mo. Nothing. They can't. I, I mean, I I don't want to be the old guy like being like these kids. You know, the kind of thing. But they just don't make them compelling. I've watched other shows where there are young people in it, and they can make them compelling. This is just not written very well to make it compelling so far. Yeah. It feels to me like, not to belabor this, but at the end of this 20 episodes, I feel like we're going to look back and go, yeah, they probably could have told the story in eight episodes. That is like, what it feels like. I, I just have the feeling like they don't need 20 episodes to tell the story that they're looking to yeah. tell. But I guess we'll see. Jim, I'd how many, many Moes or Big Moes do you get? <laughs> wow. Oh. They aren't even like good enough to be on the CW. Like, this show oh. isn't even good enough to be on the CW. Uh, and I, wow. should say, I should know about that. I've watched all the DC shows uh, on the CW. It's got that... It, it seems like it's trying for that same kind of thing where it has the impossibly attractive people and tough circumstances or whatever. But, like, the story makes no sense. The CRM makes no sense. The motives of the characters make no sense. The plot makes no sense. The overarching plan of whatever CRM is trying to do makes no sense. It just really bugs me. The actors are not the greatest. Uh, I just, I really, I'm sorry. I, 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 I hate to squirt all the haterade on everything, but I give it a one. I just really am not appreciating appreciating it at all. And uh, Aaron Aaron also wrote in. Uh, to tell everybody that he did not like World Beyond and hopes hope he get, hopes it gets quicker or gets better quickly. Wow. So, yes. And we had some people uh, offer their big mo's on the Facebook group. Uh, Johnny Stower, come on, I like it. At least, at least we kind of getting answers. So they killed Omaha. Where's the characters? Where the characters are from? The other colony with a huge wave of walkers, right? <laughs> but saying the walkers did both, right? Thanks. I think it's good, and we will get some small mention of Rick. We have to. Okay? Uh, Yukiyoshi Sawada wrote in, three concussion canvases out of five. Not worth the Roman numeral system. Normally, Mr. Sawada uh, writes his uh, um, comments with a Roman numeral by each comment. Uh, I know it's season return, but just having Iris and Felix uh, sit around didn't do it for me. (laughs) Cool for Iris getting what I think is her first human kill, but her side bored me. Same with Malik and Elizabeth mother-daughter conversation. I just don't care if we get it restraint. Uh, that's all you had to tell us. 
Uh, Hope Story was better glad uh, to have AMC Plus to tell that Candace was Hope's imagination. Didn't do a good job of showing that. Uh, we need Elton Percy to jumpstart this. Uh, beyond the facts, this episode reveals both Silas and Felix's last names. Silas Laskett with Felix Carlucci. I know you guys were dying to hear that, too. So there you yeah. go. Empire. And finally, Kevin Barry, three big moments out of five. Not a horrible start, but I can already see CRM getting taken down by Iris and the gang, and I would be disappointed by that. I am much more interested in what CRM is doing, has done, and I wish we got to see more from their perspective. Okay, and those are all the big bow ratings for the world beyond. Thank you so much, everybody who wrote in. We really appreciate it. Shanks. Yes. Yeah, so thanks everyone uh, for listening this week. Um, be sure to check out Aaron's no, no. Um, reviews he over at Wheeler. Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't get a plug. Yeah. Do his dirty plug, but worse, a work for him. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. No plug ahead. for you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, check out his reviews over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. Um, also, check out his Blu-ray reviews at WiseOfBlue.com. Um, and just, uh, of course, give a listen to um, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, where they talk about the latest movie reviews every week. Um, things plus, are picking up. Yeah. Well, plus they're doing a whole month's worth of special shows all about Halloween uh, yes. franchises. Uh-huh. Uh, so you might want to check that. Tis out the here. season. Tis the spoopy season for sure. Yeah, so definitely take check that out. Um, so that's where you can find Aaron, Jim. Where can folks find you on the internet? Well, every week you can hear me with uh, Daryl Taylor, Doctor Kern himself, and Donnie Salvo as we uh, go through all of the week's worth of TV, movie, and entertainment news on Nothing's On. The podcast uh, that you need in your life if you want to enjoy life. Uh, It's at com, and it comes out pretty much usually every Monday, every uh, Monday or Tuesday. So check that out, if you will, over at, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, thebrandonpetershow.com. Every week I am uh, going through the second season of Space 1999, the old sci-fi series, and we're doing an episode-by-episode breakdown of that show. Uh, every week, we just did an episode where uh, a bunch of uh, condescending assholes from space dressed like solid gold dancers <laughs> uh, uh, came down and smacked people in the face. You bet it they was, did. It totally was. I, I'm not even exaggerating. That's it's right. What happened? That show is off the was off the yeah. rails. Yes. So you check that podcast out at the old space show over at thebrandonpetershow.com. Daryl. Uh, yes, you can, uh, well, since it's the, uh, what do they call this place? The Halloween month, as they say. Yeah. Um, on Retro Movie Geek, we are deep into the, uh, spooky flicks flat fest where we are dealing with all the vampire movies. And, uh, so, so far we've already done, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, we did, uh, Count uh, Yorga. <laughs> They're not all uh, A+. Uh, Fright Night, Part 2. Uh, so we just, we're just running through all month. We're just doing a whole bunch of uh, horror movies with the vampires being the theme, if you haven't caught on already. So check that out. And also, uh, you can uh, check out Go Trek Yourself, where uh, we get into the Star Trek Coda 
um, event going running through the novels where uh, they're kind of dealing with uh, all the different uh, continuities of books that have uh, been after, you know, prior to the new shows that have come out and how they deal with the continuity with all that. So we had uh, Dayton Ward come on and kind of talk about it. He started it out with book one. Uh, so we had a lot of fun talking that and Trek in general. And also for DC All-Stars, you can check us out where we play catch-up with a lot of DC books and some of the DC movie and TV news. I was say, man, I've been, ca- I've been keeping caught up on a lot of that stuff, waiting to be on the next episode. So, Yes, we got, we do have to get that together as well, uh, where we have to catch up, especially on the TV side. Uh, I've, I've done a complete rewatch of The Flat. Oh, my, oh my God, God, I say oh bet you do uh so yeah so join us for that uh we we uh we definitely have a lot to talk about so far cool and you can check me over at gotham by geeks over at the taylor network um and weekly here to talk about the walking dead um so uh you can find me there um so thanks everyone for listening. Uh, this episode obviously posted a little bit late. Um, we should hopefully um, be back on track this coming week, um, but we shall see. So um, hopefully we'll have a hopefully Mister New Earth will be back from his assignment uh, to join us next week. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, hopefully little Mo's will be big Mo's next week. <laughs> And we got lollipops. Many lollipops. Yes.